makes a great chef? Well, training and technique, of course, plus a great love of food, a generous personality, and the ability to invent hot chocolate truffles. Meltingly addictive hot chocolate truffles. Balls of creamy chocolate filling that are rolled in fresh crumbs. Let's add another piece. As long as the dough is relaxed, it's ready to roll. Ready to roll. Let's add another piece. All in a ball. Ready to roll. Ready to roll. Freshness is essential. That makes all the difference. All the difference. I like to smell something. Cookies. Makes me feel it. Makes me feel it. Bring on the roasted potatoes. Bring on the moshe. This is what good cooking is all about. This is what good cooking is all about. Cook and cook and keep on cooking. This is the way to live. Cook and cook and keep on cooking. This is the way to eat. Bon appetit. Johnny's back, better than ever. Johnny's back, iconic and clever, with Alexandra. It's the Johnny's back. Hello. Hello. There she is. Hi. Welcome. Welcome to you. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Oh, wait, wait, what's that? Oh, I don't know. Oh. Oh. Come on. Just a little K-pop. Just a little. You know what K-pop is? I do. I know what that is from the Trolls movie. Let's not. I'm not going to pretend that I actually know what it is because I'm familiar with any kind of hip music. Well, I picked it. Because we have a very mm-hmm. special guest tonight. We have a super special guest. Yeah. I'm very excited about it. Yeah. And my lead-in, that little lead, did you enjoy the lead-in? I really enjoyed the lead-in. I could tell that you worked hard on the lead-in, and I want to say that I appreciate it. I work. wish that I could take credit for the auto-tuning and the mixing, but I, I stole that from, from someone else. Okay. Um, but that was Miss Julia Childs. I did know that Did you part. recognize? Yes. I did recognize Julia. Wonderful, yes, wonderful woman. What? What? <laughs> Wonderful woman, indeed. I'm doing a child. So the reason for the K-pop, yeah, and the J Childs, uh huh, is because we have mm-hmm. someone coming to our show that's very special. Yes. Wait, should we let this guy finish? I mean, he is screaming at us, so yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks for being here, guys. Excellent. Excellent. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Alexandra, I don't think we should waste a further moment. Not a fucking moment, John. We I... should bring back our guest, who I would like to tell um, the audience, just because it makes me feel cool, is here for a return yeah. Yeah. appearance. Yeah. Let's bring her right not on. The first, not the first right. time she's been on here. Okay. Let's bring to the stage, ladies and gentlemen... Korean vegan! Miss Joanne Molinaro, everybody! Hey! Hey, everyone! Yeah! Hey, you too! Welcome to the show! I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to be back here, I should I say. Oh my gosh. You are back. For your second appearance here 
I know. I feel like we're old friends. Well, actually, we are old we friends. Are so we are seriously old friends. <laughs> but now we're old, you know, podcast um What's the word I'm looking for? Professionals. Professionals. Yeah, professionals. <laughs> no, you two are professionals. Co- I am not. <laughs> We're, uh, Let's, we'll dive into that. We'll do. We'll put that. We'll put a pin in that. We'll put a pin in. You that may remember back, Joanne Lee. Oh, that's not even your name anymore. No, Joanne Mullen. We, we don't want to say that name anymore. Joanne, <laughs> say the last name. I can never pronounce it right. It's Joanne Molinaro. Oh, I said narrow. It's narrow. Yeah, see, that's <laughs> why we like to get it right. See, you got to get it right. And um, you might remember her back from our brand new day episode when Biden yes. was just elected. Yes. And she, she came on here to give us, us much hope about. She gave um, us a lot of comfort about yeah. this, about all that legal stuff. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she was right. She was correct. And um, Joanne. We didn't realize when we first had you on um, what a following you real like. I I asked you on because I saw you from Twitter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that Betty Buckley had retweeted you. <laughs> yes, this is this is what got Big John's moment. attention. This is what got John's attention. And the Betty Buckley follow, I, and you were talking <laughs> about the the legal matters when it comes to the election. And I thought, okay, she will straighten this all out. Mm-hmm. And. Um, I feel like after that, like after that episode, you got like a million followers on TikTok. Yeah. That yeah. one implies that it was because well, that's of what the I'm, Johnny's. That's what I'm well, I mean, at. I yeah. think that's <laughs> obvious, right? I mean, it's basically obvious. Right, right. Yeah. So then you blew up, I think is what John wants to say. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Right, um, right, right. And now you're at 2.2 million TikTok followers. I can't even yeah. fathom what that means. Like that number is ridiculous. It is sometimes really hard. Well, actually, it is unfathomable. I, yeah. How can you possibly fathom it? Yeah. Um, but it's it's a really amazing community, and I love TikTok, and they're literally changing my life. Like- yes. <laughs> so I want to just – okay, so for anybody who is listening to this show for the first time or who is unfamiliar okay. with what Joanne does, Joanne is known as on all the mediums Mm. as um, the Korean vegan. She's an incredible cook. Obviously, she is vegan. Um, John and I know her from high school. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think what John's not saying is that we were not appropriately social media starstruck by you the last time we spoke to you because we had (laughs) no idea. And since then, I have, if I can fangirl out for a second, loved watching everything that you're doing. I mean, it's just incredible. It surprises me not at all that you have a huge following. Um, What, I mean, this is not just someone who is, you know, making recipes on, you know, Instagram and posting them and being like, oh, look what I'm having for breakfast. These are beautiful, edited, like multi-camera films that are about so much more than food. Um, And I want to talk about all of that. But I guess because I am a co-host of this show, so I get to ask all my questions first. We (laughs) do have a lot of questions for you. We do. But just I feel like a good starting place for anybody that's listening is can you sort of take us through you know, you. John says that before you were. What's the one I don't understand, John? Tumblr. Yeah, I, I know what you're about to say here, and this is what I was gonna was gonna say too. Yeah, we're making it sound like it, it, we're all up your ass because you're so <laughs> fucking famous. But 
Joanne is somebody I would have wanted on the show despite her fame. Oh. Joanne got me interested in Tumblr way back when in like 2010. Tumblr. I was right. Joanne was my Tumblr guru. Tumblr yes. guru. That's how he referred to you earlier. <laughs> yes. Do you remember okay. that, Joanne? What year I do. was that? When did that all that, happen? That was like that 2010? Yeah, it would have been around 2010, 2011. And I was just talking to my husband about like, actually, John and I have been kept keeping in touch since high school. He's one of the few persons that I've kept in touch with through Facebook and social media yeah. uh, since high school. And so like he was like, why so are you going So how dare you all for judging me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. I think that you're one of the most genuine persons I know from high school. Oh, Aww. it's true. It is. It's a hundred percent true. It's true. <laughs> I just playing. I'm playing some sound effects because I got, a, Johnny, I got uncomfortable. Yes, please get ready for the sound effects, Joanne. <laughs> when I get uncomfortable, I just <sighs> understandable. Yeah. Thank understandable. You. So Thank yeah. You, so but Joanne and you and Joanne, your Tumblr journey. I mean, you had a lot of quote unquote success, and I do the quote unquote because I feel like your content all is really self aware that success, the likes, the people, the followers is not what equals success. I feel like this is a message of the Korean vegan, if you're watching you, um, that success is, is how good you feel about your, the content you're putting out and your family yeah. and your loved ones and, and all the other, the, the other stuff. But you had some quote unquote viral success on Tumblr going way back when, am I, am I correct? I think I, I, you know, I had, moderate success from virality standpoint, right? Yeah. So I, I think like the most likes I got was maybe like twelve or 13,000 hearts on a couple of photos of me. And, you know, John, I was, you, you talk about self-awareness and I think self-awareness is an ever evolving sort of thing. And at the time, sure, I was aware of myself, but in retrospect, that self-awareness, you know, I, I wish it were even better. Um, I was very young in in my exploration of myself, um, mostly because I was stuck in a relationship that, in my view, required me to give everything to that relationship. And it was really while I was on Tumblr that I started to question that assumption. Why should I be giving my entire soul to this relationship? Maybe there should be at least pieces of it that are reserved just for me. And Tumblr was what started that sort of exploration. And, you know, just like any kid who's exploring drawing or maybe exploring basketball or karate for the first time, it wasn't always pretty. Sometimes it was really awkward and it was really embarrassing and, you know, cringy, as the kids like to say nowadays. At the um, time but- or in, in, in hindsight? In hindsight. In, in hindsight. hindsight. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, you know, but now I'm, you know... I would not be who I am today if I hadn't gone through that process. However cringy and sort of embarrassing it was, I'm really glad that I did. And and it also sparked my interest or reignited my my joy of writing, yeah. which I had not done since high school. Well, and and you got into photography. So your yes. your blog was writing and photography based. And I remember there was a really specific photo that I almost can picture in my head. That went super big on Tumblr. Is that, that like, the one with the Louboutins? <laughs> yes, yes. That I saw several times having just people had re-Tumblr'd it or whatever. It popped up <laughs> yeah. all the time. It was kind of a sexy. What what was it? Describe it. It was it was like um, 
I think it was Don't You Just Love My Blue Suede Shoes because it was my blue suede uh, Louboutins, which I still have somewhere. Um, and they were like, you know, six-inch platforms. You remember in high school, I was always wearing those platform heels and it was straight out of that sort of style. And it was me in like these like short, short Abercrombie gym shorts and a sweatshirt with my like uh, feet kind of propped up uh, against the wall so that my legs were like, yes. you know, in full view. But that's precisely what I'm talking about is it was fun at the time, but in retrospect, super cringy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that sounds cringy. I mean, I understand I don't recollect it as being cringy at all. Yeah. I remember being just fabulous. I'm kind of like, <laughs> I'm glad. you sound like a rock star. <laughs> it was really fun. And, and it was, um, you're totally right, John. I knew nothing about about photography before Tumblr. I, yeah. I literally just bought my first DSLR and that's why I started Tumblr yeah. to be inspired to take more photographs. And you know, now I'm doing that. Yeah. Well, I remember when I found you on Tumblr initially and just being so inspired at how you were creating this really unique content and just putting it out there and people were responding to you in such a way and it was just also felt so bold and fearless. Well, thank you. And I, I do remember very specifically being, I think, quietly pleased that you reached out to me about it because I was like, oh, I haven't heard from John for so long. And oh, wow. I always knew that you were incredibly talented. I was literally just saying this to my husband. I was like, John's really talented. He was like one of the super talented guys oh from New Trier. And so when you reached out to me, I was like kind of flattered. I was like, oh my God, John John actually remembers me. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> my recollection is being worried. I was annoying by being like, can you fill me in a little bit how this all works? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> what was I saying? Alex, what were you saying? No, I want. I'm. I'm just. So I didn't know any of this. I feel like I'm. I, so this I'm is being so very cognizant of. And look, and I just did it. I felt like the last episode. I really. Made, I, I talked over you, women, too much, and I really. I feel like I should just step out of this conversation <laughs> altogether and let the ladies just handle this. Okay, so I'll be in the other room. I no, really, I, don't I, love, do I didn't. I didn't realize that this all that sisters. this all originally started with. Um, I didn't realize this all started with a blog. Okay, so it started with a blog and photography. And then you I've sort of watched your story as far as you moving, you met your husband who, he was vegan, right? That's who inspired that change, correct? Yeah, he, well, he went vegan. He wasn't vegan when we met, oh, but he, he went okay. vegan, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Tell us where you sort of like started this current journey that people can see if they find you online. First of all, She's got a cookbook coming out. I definitely want to make sure that we do not forget to mention that, which oh, is thanks, so Alex. awesome. And, um, and we have you can no see... idea how she did a cookbook this fast. <laughs> the, it wasn't yes, fast. It took two and a half years. <laughs> the pace at which you are doing this. So okay. then, okay. So then, take us back. So then, you, at what point do you start saying, "I'm going to take all my skills, which is like storytelling, yeah. photography, cooking." add this vegan aspect which i think is such an intimidating um thing for so many people like took me forever to start trying to like go to vegan restaurants and then i was like oh my god this is so delicious now i personally am not vegan but i will absolutely with joy in my heart go to a vegan restaurant but i won't prepare it at home because i'm mm. so intimidated by it and then i started watching your videos and i was like i want to make this at home <laughs> 
when did these when did the Korean vegan get started? Like, how did that get started? So it got started in 2016. Okay. And I um, that's when I went vegan in January of 2016. And, you know, the thing is, I was a very reluctant vegan. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband and I actually had some pretty knockdown drag out fights about it because I really didn't want him to go vegan. And I really didn't want to go vegan. And I thought it was unhealthy because I was a paleo girl at the time. I was low carbing it and obviously ate quite a bit of protein. Um, and I just didn't think he knew what he was doing. Okay. And we fought about it. Yeah. But, you know, he convinced me um, that it was the right decision or at least one worthy of considering. And so, you know, the thing with me at the time, I didn't make a commitment to it. I simply said, fine, I'll try it, see mm-hmm. what happens. If I right. didn't like it, I don't have to stick with it. I can just do whatever I want, right? Yeah. But I did it and I, you know, was not very, it wasn't very hard for me. And about a couple weeks in, my husband, you know, then he was my boyfriend, I think he was like trying to encourage me. So he was like, you know, babe, your food is so good. Your cooking is so delicious. I think you should start a YouTube channel called The Korean Vegan, and that should be you. Oh, so he came up with the brand. Oh, yeah. He came up with the name and everything. Mm. And um, I remember we were in bed in the morning, and I think, again, he just really wanted me to stick with it. So he was trying to give me a hook. And so that's what he did. And, you know, he went to work that day. And by the time he came home, I think I had a YouTube channel, a Facebook, and an Instagram He really wanted you to stick with the veganism. So he he gave her some creative motivation. So he took took her weakness knowing that creativity. (laughs) That she would jump (laughs) and that she was so capable. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly how it happened. hilarious. Yes. And really charming and adorable. It is, it's like a perfect, like, it's it's a very cool story about us because it's yeah. very much how we work um, okay. on a lot of different things. He is the creative genius. I mean, he's a pianist and he is brilliant um, and, a you know, an incredible musician and very, very skilled. And I think that he always worried that I undersold my own creativity mm. and was really mm. trying to encourage me in that direction. And it was, you know, going to inure to his benefit too, because then I would be cooking him vegan food. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I, I was going to say, he really does luck out. Every time I watch this, I'm like, man, someone's lucking out someone's getting to eat all this stuff. <laughs> and I want to take a moment to say before I forget it, I appreciate that we see you eating this food at the end yes. of a lot oh, of your God. videos because I can't stand it. When someone makes something and I'm like, and then and then what? This is just, <laughs> I want to see someone shove that stuff in their mouth. And I'm very happy every time I see you. And I also want to know where you get all your bowls and all of your spoons and all of your, <laughs> I, it's like you need to have a line next because I'm like, I want to have all the stuff she's cooking with. Oh, that's it's so sweet. It's so awesome. Is it just a collection of random, I mean, I really am going to ask you this question right now. Is it just a collection of just random stuff that you have or do you... I mean, I know that no one's you know paying you to be here, but like, are you like I swear by? No, there not. are definitely two brands that I adore. Uh, one of whom is a local ceramicist. He's here in Chicago. I've been to his studio many I knew times. It was someone I knew it was going to be something. Yeah, like this. and so I, I tag him in almost all of my videos because I use his bowls in almost all of them. Gorgeous. Yeah, his name is Aaron, and he goes by at Facture uh, Goods on Instagram. Okay. He sells out of everything immediately. Okay, so it's it's much easier if you get custom. Um, if you'll work with 
with you, but you know, we have been in discussions about creating a Korean vegan line um, because he's just, he's remarkably talented. I, I, I would like promote him more, but he's a, he literally already sells out of everything he does. Yeah. So. He's like behind. Oh he's my gosh, great. I love it. Okay. And then that um, makes so much sense. Yeah, he's awesome. And then I do also um, my friend Terry. She goes by at No Crumbs Left. Yes, she No also, Crumbs Left. Yes. That's what I was gonna say. She makes those delicious red yes, onions. Yes, the I marinating was just bowls. looking at those bowls, at those nesting bowls yes. today because I want them. But it's like three hundred and sixteen dollars <laughs> for the whole set, and I was like, Am I gonna spend three hundred dollars on bowls? today i, can't I would just, i would maybe pick pick up just like a couple of them to start out with and then if you like them then you can always order a set but i have a lot of her bowls and i, I love, love her them. stuff yeah she's amazing and carrie I and i go way back of course you are friends with no crumbs left this is oh just she's makes awesome. perfect sense to me okay she's one of like she's the person like who sometimes makes me cry because she's so amazing and oh. she's been my friend since i had ten thousand followers and she doesn't care at all like about my clout that is not what it is for her and that is very rare in social media oh my gosh Joanne, she we makes have, some we have, delicious we stuff we have like too. a thousand followers that's yeah. amazing. We have like I think <laughs> we have like a thousand. And so, yeah, I'm one of them. I'm a yes. very, very proud follower. <laughs> yes. Oh my so. gosh. Oh, I don't even know where to go. Okay, so and now we haven't even gotten into it. We have so many questions for you. I feel like we're never gonna get to all of it. <laughs> it's okay. Okay, well, is there well also before we you know attack you with questions, is there anything that you specifically are like, I'd like to talk about this? No, 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 there's really no agenda for me. I was just, I was telling Anthony, I was like, I'm just really excited to hang out with these two people. Yeah, I was like, I just get to hang out with Joanne and Alex tonight. Yeah. Maybe we can give someone a singing Valentine. You know what I mean? Oh my God. So I have a question. So you're, you're putting out so much content so fearlessly one after another after another. Do you have this all plotted and planned out and you know just what you're going to drop when and where and how and what it's about? No, I literally have no fucking idea what I'm doing most of the time. I just, I love that. Honestly, like I got to tell you guys, there are a lot of times and I apologize because if guys is, is not cool. Um, but oh, you're yeah. fine. Oh, we <laughs> okay. love it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I have many, many times second guessed what I'm doing. I mean, my I was my Instagram was stuck at you know it took me four and a half years to go from zero to seventy thousand followers, and then during that time, I was constantly questioning myself because my photography doesn't look like the kind of photography that gets a lot of views and likes on Instagram. I don't put my recipes in the comments because I'm like, that's not what this is about. You can go to my blog if you want it. Um, and you know, a lot of my writing is, is a little bit out there sometimes, you know, and, and John having followed my Tumblr, you can tell like my writing is not always straightforward and Mm -hmm. can sometimes feel a little sad. So yeah, there are a lot of times where I talked to my husband and I was like, maybe I should just change what I do and just go with what is popular because I can do it. It's not hard for me, but he kept saying, no, you got to stick with your guns. You know, even if it means that you don't get a lot of followers, at least you'll be true to what you love and what you find beautiful. And so, yeah, it's, it's very rewarding now to see that, okay, me sticking with what I 
did, despite all the doubts, was the right decision. But there were a lot of times where I was like, maybe it's the wrong decision. Well, and not for nothing. Um, now you have people trying to imitate you. <laughs> now you have all these food bloggers that are like, I'm going to cook something beautiful while I tell a personal story. And I'm like, I know where you got that idea. <laughs> You're so awesome, Alex. <laughs> no, it's so true. And for anybody, again, I can't w stress this enough. You need to go and, and, and find her because you're watching her cook these beautiful things, which if you're, you know, having the standard white girl experience in America like I am, you don't know what any of the most of these ingredients are. <laughs> you are not familiar familiar with how to cook these things. So you're already intrigued with what she's doing. But then on t the voiceover is not like, and then you finally chop the scallions. Mm -hmm. Like you're not talking about what you're doing. The, vo the, the story that is happening is a personal story that has nothing to do with cooking. I mean, you talk about your family, you talk about feminism, you talk about body image, you talk about your relationships, past breakups, you talk about race, you talk, your talk. So it's like such a full sort of experience that you're getting because you're taking in so many different things at once. And then on top of it, for anyone who really appreciates beautiful photography, who appreciates film, you put you lay a score underneath it half the time. Like there's just so much to take in. And the idea that at one point you were like, well, I don't know, this isn't getting a lot of likes, <laughs> but some dumb shit on Weight Watchers is like telling us how to make two point popsicles. Like it's I'm so happy you stuck with what you did because what you are doing feels so much. I mean, sorry to everybody else, but feels so much more like an art form. And it's just incredible. And now it's turning into this thing that you truly are. You have people who are trying to like knock off what you're doing. You've got a cookbook coming out of it. And also, I love what you're saying about how you're talking about your experience and you're showing up as your, uh, you're like, whether people like it or not, whether it's cringeworthy or not, when I look back, it's your authentic experience. You're get, You're going to keep having your own life to pull from. You haven't created something that's yeah. going to like tap out. That's you're exactly just going to get right. to keep taking us on this journey as much as you will. But how does that feel now that you've got so many people watching you? Oh, yeah. It's um, it's required me to be even more real, I guess, Yeah. because I think that people can sniff out, um, you know, insincerity pretty well, um, particularly as they become more well-versed at social media and, and, you know, social media economy. And I think it also has humbled me a lot uh, when it comes to messaging mm -hmm. and being mindful that my audience is not limited to the people that I see every day. Um, you know, we're talking about people from the disabled community. We're talking about people from biracial communities. We're talking about the trans community. And I think that my language needs to reflect that and be respectful of a much wider audience than I have ever been used to. So that's yeah. been certainly a learning curve for me. Yeah. Um, but I think that it's so, people give back what you give to them because I believe that human beings in, in general are full of compassion and are good people. And that's what, is so rewarding about my community. I mean, I don't know if you saw today, but I was so upset 
by what's been happening to the Asian American community. And there was yet, yet another attack that occurred in New York, and it was pretty gruesome. And I was so angry, I could barely like think straight. I don't, and it almost derailed my entire day. Like I was like, I might just have to cancel the day because yeah. I'm so angry and I don't know what to do about it. Yeah. Yeah. And the amount of support and love that sort of was this from that particular comment that came in yeah or, okay. yeah and and that's the thing is like it's so difficult when you see stuff happening in the news mm-hmm. and that is already kind of filling you with sort of an emotional response that yeah. isn't really articulable and then somebody kind of adds fuel to the flame yep. with cruelty or with some Trolls, type of heartless right. yeah in, trolling. in your space in your in space my, on your, your space so Absolutely. it wasn't on my space to oh, be fair it was, okay. i was actually commenting on uh, next sharks post okay, and okay. i posted that and they responded to it and it just it was kind of like that moment when i watched the um press conference from the sheriff's office in atlanta after the killing and the and the you know shooting spree mm-hmm. i felt some kind of think about it but i didn't know what like i mm. just was like really upset by the shooting but then when i saw that press conference it all like crystallized into this like insane rage and despair And it was so hard for me to function after that. And it was sort of the same thing this morning where I was like, all right, I feel scared. I feel frustrated. I feel all sorts of things about this new attack. But when that person trolled me in that way, it was like everything sort of converged into this like And not to be triggering, but what did, can we give the basis of what this person was saying? So they were basically saying like, these celebrity, these Asian celebrities, they're exploiting mm-hmm. the violence that's occurring for their own benefits yes. to make themselves more popular okay. and more. Yeah, you know, it was a visible. very, it was a very f- glib sort of like, oh, way to take advantage. Mm-hmm. Like, it was gross. I mean, beyond gross. It was. It was really upsetting, and so you know. But then the the you know silver lining, if you can call it that, was like literally the flood of love in my DMs and the solidarity that was coming from, you know, every represented community. It was, that's what my followers do. And I, yeah. I, I can't, I mean, every time I talk about them, I start to get emotional because I'm so grateful to them, whether it's on Instagram or TikTok, very unique communities from each other. TikTok is a very different community, but I mean, they stand me like crazy there. And it's it's really overwhelmingly lovely. That is so good to hear because my worry and concern about the sort of fame level you are at right now is is the vitriol that could possibly be coming at you and the hate and the stuff like that. That's how my mind works. And that's, that's why I'm always content right now that nobody's really listening to the Johnny spot because that's always a worry <laughs> in my head. Like, well, I, I wouldn't want It's all unavoidable that. though. That's it, the world that we live in. And to, to have any measure of success. Yeah. These things come hand in hand. So, but hearing you say that, that, that hasn't, overwhelmed you or tipped things in the negative no it hasn't it hasn't and i and i will say though i think my experience is is somewhat unique in that i don't get nearly as much of the negativity as i know other people do so you're right to be somewhat trepidatious of it it is out there but that's the thing about my content 
I put myself out there so vulnerably yeah, that do. I think people respond in a way where they're like, oh, I don't want to hurt her feelings yeah. because she's putting herself out there so much. So I really don't get nearly as much hate as I think other social media content creators do, particularly because, you know, I'm Asian and I'm an Asian American woman. I know a lot of my fellow Asian American female creators get a lot of disgusting, like, racist, misogynistic, yeah, horrible I mean. hate. I oh, very rarely experience that. Oh, that's so good to hear. I mean, you just yeah. see what people write on AOC's Twitter and, and just, oh, it's I mean, I don't know how people cope with that, just coming at them. It's sometimes people can't. I mean, yeah. that's, that's why yeah. a lot of um, content creators, they are now going into therapy because, I, I mean, people think, oh, it's just fun and games because it's all in the internet. But that's so not true for a lot of these people. This is their heart and soul, not just their jobs. And to be personally attacked in that way, whether it's on the playground or on Facebook, can have incredible, incredibly harmful repercussions. I also appreciate, you know, you are not shy about taking people on in the comments. And I'm like, oh, she's a lawyer, everybody. So buckle up, That's assholes. the other thing why people don't, maybe don't fuck with you is because you, you don't want to fuck with this lady. You do it's, not want to fuck with her. She will answer your shitty comments. She, she will. And she will hold a knife and she will stare at the camera. She, let's remember. <laughs> she will. Yes. Yeah, I I do. um, I do try to curb and deter some of that behavior. I am very choosy about the clapbacks that I indulge in. I try to utilize them as a learning opportunity. Or in the case of what I've been dealing with lately regards to the API community, I do view that as somewhat my role to soothe many of those who feel harmed by the current situation. And if my, you know, speaking out about this or being vocal about it or communicating a rage that is probably felt by, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of my followers, then I'm happy to be that voice for them because they don't feel comfortable utilizing their own. So I'm, I'm, that's, kind of what I'm thinking about when I'm doing these things. It was certainly what I thought about this morning when I shared that because I typically don't engage in that kind of stuff. But A, that one just made me so angry. And B, I wanted people to know that, hey, I feel what you're feeling and I'm happy to be the person who puts words to it if you cannot. What What a time for you to be elevated to this platform. What a... It's a strange, it's a strange thing, John. It's like so strange. It's... It's a very um, interesting situation and sometimes an uncomfortable one. And I was talking to my friend today and he's another content creator. And I was like, yeah, somebody wants to talk to me about my quote activism. And he's like, well, you shouldn't put that word in quotes. And I'm like, well, I don't really consider myself an Mm. activist, you Mm. know? And he's like, you do more with your content than most. And I told him, I was like, yeah, but I want to do something that doesn't inure to me. Like I want to do quiet anonymous activism that isn't about amplifying my brand or, you know, amplifying Joanne. I want to do something where nobody knows who I am and I'm just doing it for the community, you know? And and I feel like that's, that needs to be amplified. Like those people who get nothing out of it and just do it because they feel like it's justice. And Mm -hmm. that's what I admire. And so that's kind of another aspect of 
of my, you know, continuing and evolving journey um, that I want to explore. And that has been directly inspired by, you know, the current Stop Asian Hate movement, um, which is really very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even if you didn't want to talk about it, how can you not? I know. With well, the that's brand exactly- that you've created and what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Like all your plans set aside, this is kind of the train you're on. You know? That's totally right. You're a hundred percent right. I mean, John was, and my friend John was asking me or saying, you know, I, I want to talk about this, but I'm not sure that I have the energy and which I totally respect right. because yeah. people respond to it in different ways. But I was like, I'm the type of person where like, I think I would explode if I didn't right. talk about this stuff. Like I can't not talk about it because it's like pouring out of me. Right. Do you feel a responsibility on your shoulders? Yes. Do you feel a weight? I feel an, um, yeah, I feel an immense responsibility on my shoulders. Like I, yeah. I want to make sure that I'm, I'm articulating our collective pain, yeah. but I also want to make sure that I am at least in some respects soothing that collective pain because I feel like that's what people are, need me to do. And yeah. I want to do it effectively, compassionately, and thoughtfully. So, like, yeah, my videos, I'm, like, sitting there, like, and now I feel like I have to hire somebody to read them all because I'm, like, am I missing something? Am I right. being insensitive? Am I, you know, do I have a blind spot here? Because so much of it is colored by my own emotions. Well, but that's all, again, that's all that you can bring to the table. If you start curating it because you feel like, well, now I'm in a position and now I feel a responsibility. Mm. Something that I also think plays into this for you that you have been talking about for a while now is sort of the difference in the way that you look at and experience your family mm. and your parents specifically, your grandmother who, is it your grandmother who is the one who has inspired so many of your dishes, correct? Um, I would say my grandmother Hermione. and my mother. Herm- yeah, Harmony, Harmony. Yes. Yeah, you're so good. <laughs> yeah, you've been watching a lot of K dramas, right? <laughs> I've been watching a lot of uh, Korean vegan. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't. Is so, that a universal? Is that like grandmother? I thought that yeah. was just her. Y- yours. I thought that was no, your no, no. Harmony means oh, grandmother. See, I, know. In Korean. Okay. I only know this through you. <laughs> you have a video where you're talking about. Well, a couple of them that stand out in my mind around this issue. One was the idea that the place that you are and the person that you are in your family for how long you felt the responsibility to be the translator, to be the helper, Mm. to be the person that is helping, you know, since you're an American, you're growing up in this system, you know, and they are not quite as savvy, Mm -hmm. you know, in in many, many different ways and how you sort of used to resent that. But now Mm. you have learned how to like just the way that you've grown and your appreciation for them and your appreciation for the culture and all of it. That is such a beautiful journey that I also feel like plays into you being able to share something specific that somebody that's just talking about the politics of this right now cannot. Yeah. And it makes it personal. And it's those kinds of stories that people that will make people sort of understand. I also kind of wonder, like, how does your family feel about so much content that does involve them being out there and being in a spotlight just in general, but also maybe specifically during this time? Yeah. So first of all, thank you, Alex, for, I mean, really seeing, seeing my heart and my content, because that is 
like a hundred percent accurate. That's my- on you, girl. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm seeing what you are putting out there, and you're welcome. But I mean, I think that it's it's such a beautifully clear vision that oh, I mean, I think you. that that's it's it's incredible. So cool. that's that is that is a testament to you for sure. Thank you. Well, I mean, I I am 41, and I think that. I'm a little bit older than my demographic. And so I do have the benefit of being in a position where I am now very anxious about spending more time with my parents and mm-hmm. really honoring my parents because, you know, they're not going to be here forever. And that is incredibly important to me because I, I love my parents so much and I love my family so much. They're, they will always be and always have been the most important thing in my life. So I, that is like, I can't, that, that is just part of who I am. Mm-hmm. I think that to, in answer to your second question, you know, in terms of how they feel about me being very open, I think it's a little bit different than say, if I were, you know, sharing all the dirty laundry, um, I'm not sharing dirty laundry. Everything I do is about honoring my parents and honoring my family and I and, uh, and with that intent. And so I think my parents are very proud Good. to be part of I mean of, of course they are. But yeah, I mean they're I'm glad but they're to very know that they yeah. are kind of like that's a uh, like as a mom that's a, a heart squeeze but for me. But are your parents I can't even imagine. watching this? My parents oh, yeah. don't they get TikTok. Oh they are. Okay. <laughs> my of mom course. is watching your mom's it all. listening right now, John. I know, probably. Well, I, I guess you're right. <laughs> well, she can't figure out TikTok, but I'm not on TikTok. I guess if I was that's if right. I was on, You need to get just, on TikTok. You oh just my god. The TikTok. <laughs> oh TikTok god. was made for you. It's, it oh is. Oh. Yep. Well, I'm I'm obsessed. I'm an obsessed viewer. That's right. I just love the stuff that you do with your parents. I'm happy that they watch and appreciate it. They do. And it's very rewarding for my parents to- You call your father awkward a lot. I like that too. Oh, yeah. He is very awkward. Oh, my God. My dad is like the most socially awkward person (laughs) in the world. That's a wonderfully descriptive (laughs) term for basically all fathers. Yeah. He's like super awkward, like super awk, as the kids used to say. Like he is very awkward. But, you know, and his awkwardness- and his sort of social ineptitude <laughs> for a long time was a big source of hostility between the two of us. Mm. We, we did not get along for most of our lives. And it hasn't been until very recently, I would say in the last five years, where I have just completely embraced everything about my dad. And it has a lot to do with understanding his story and what his childhood was like and everything that he had to go through and how much he sacrificed for me. And how can you not, how can you not respond to that with love and compassion, especially if it's your father? You have that beautiful TikTok about your father and his uh, English and how you always sort of judged his English. Yeah. And then you realize something later on, just recently even. So embarrassing. Can, can you tell that story? I think, I mean, it was probably like a few years ago when I walked into our parents' house and he had this hat um, that, you know, said veteran of the Vietnam War. And, um, you know, he was proudly displaying it on this credenza in his, you know, bachelor pad at the family room. And I was like, Daddy, where did you get that hat? And he's like, oh, you know, and he's telling me about his service in the war, you know, which is, of course, rife with controversy. I'm not going to ignore that. But, you know, just to keep the story about my dad, he was very proud of that service. And I was like, what did you even do during the war? He's like, oh, I was a translator. I spoke Vietnamese. And I was like, what? 
Wow. I was like, Meet your father. (laughs) I know. I was like, what? (laughs) I could not believe it. Um, I I was totally flabbergasted. Um, And so he spoke um, English. He spoke Korean and he spoke Vietnamese during that war. So he translated not just for the ROK, but he also translated for the U.S. uh, forces um, as well. So it just was, it was a very eye-opening moment for me. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, well, I've always known my father to be the smartest man I've ever known. So why is this a surprise? Oh, amazing. I love it. These are the things that you learn if you just take a little time to uncover, you know, things about your parents, which... You know, I always advise people to do sooner rather than later because you never know like when it's going to be too late. Even if they're around, their memories are human yeah. too. And so just to kind of ask them to like sit down with you for a few hours and tell you their stories, it's the most invaluable thing that I've ever done with my parents. You, you might learn that someone whose speech you judge translates uh, three, three languages. Right. <laughs> Guys, I would love to stick around forever. Oh God, you got to go to the BBC. Yeah, yeah, but I've got, um, I've got another engagement. Oh my God, where did oh this time gosh. go? I had no idea. I didn't even get to hit you with our fire questions. You're gonna oh, have to I'm come sorry. back some other time. I no, will. That's okay. You we'll guys, have to have another I love part. You. Yeah, I love you guys. I Joanne, would be happy to come back. Thank you for being here. You are incredible, and I'm just oh. so happy for your success. You deserve every inch of it. Thank, thank you. you so much oh for talking God, did to that us time about fly. all of it. It really did. <laughs> I know, Chase. I'm really sorry. We, Corey's husband, Chase. Is like your number one fan, oh. and one of his questions was, "Can he be your best friend?" Yes. Um, yes. Well, there you go. So easy. we did that for Chase here at the end. <laughs> um, but I'm. But we. Yes, we have so many other questions for you that we will. I mean, that, that I will be so delighted to get to ask you when we ask you to come back for round three sometime. But get to the BBC if you've got to go. She got to go to the BBC. <laughs> Bye, Joanne. Thank you so much for Bye, coming. Bye, Joanne. On. Thank you. Wow. I mean, I mean, we could have gone on for days. So it's, I, it's, I didn't even. I real. I didn't realize you didn't tell me we had a hard out. I but but at the I same did. time, I, I wanted to hear you did. I, I didn't. I didn't yeah. read your text message. I said she's um, got to go to the BBC. You probably thought I was kidding. I she, probably did think you were kidding. I probably no, was like, ha ha. Yep. She then she's literally go has talk an to interview Oprah. with the BBC. But you were right. That's right. Um, oh my gosh. But then at the same time, I'm like, I'm so sad that I didn't get to ask her more about specifics about her food, but I wouldn't have stopped her from any of that conversation because I'm no. just fascinated by everything she does. No, and I, I and it sounds like we might get her again. I, th- I think I think, <laughs> I think she might be up for it. I think we might. I think we might. I mean, oh. we're gonna have a we're gonna have a fire round of of questions. Um, there were some good ones here. Um, I really enjoyed that Corey wanted to know if she sided with Meghan Markle or the royals. Corey. I know. Well, she obviously sides with Meghan Markle, Markle. Corey. Are you kidding me, Corey? God. Oh, my but God, But I also Corey. did, like, I really did also, like, fuck, Mary, kill, Hillary, Elizabeth Warren, Barbara Streisand. I mean, there were just so many questions yeah. that we didn't get to ask that I'm sure she's probably now talking about on the BBC. <laughs> yeah, they're funny. They you got, know what they I mean? They're, they're stealing all the fuck, Mary, kills, and what are we going to do about it? Oh, well. Oh, my God. And well, did Alex. you say that this is our season one closer? Did we even announce that that was the case no, too? we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> we didn't. Um, this oh. is going to be our last show before we hit the one year. And That's don't funny. panic, folks. Don't panic. Like Corey said, oh my God, are you going on a hiatus? No, we're just going to do a regular two weeks off. And yep. we'll be back at the one year mark. 
Yeah. Can you believe it, Alex? We've been doing this for one year. I cannot believe it. Cannot We've hit all that. the uh, all the holidays. All we've the... hit the quarantine, the quarantainments, yeah, the parties that we've thrown. We've done all the guests the that seasons. we've had, the spots, the seasons, all the girls of all the seasons. celebrities we've had on. You know what I mean? I didn't play it's enough. Just... Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I think maybe you did. Okay. Oh, and I don't even. So, and I'll, okay, we're going to close out here. And I got yeah. a I got a request from Joanne. Well, I asked Joanne. Closing song. Oh. Bridge Over Troubled Water. Of course. Beautiful. She requested this because you gals sang this. We did. In In Swing um, Choir. Swing Choir in high school. With David Bachman. This was the big number you all did and you all fought over the solo. Yep. yep. I feel like. I got to sing it once. Only once. It wasn't. It was. It was not a solo for an alto. But right, that, it wasn't but I really in your one. range, was but it? But I made it one. <laughs> but she made it work. <laughs> I took it down instead of taking it she up. Took it you down know, like octave. I do. Yeah. You, know, you and like Sandy I Kraut. I didn't go Sandy Kraut on the whole thing, just on the high part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. You know? So, um, Bridge Over Troubled Water. Uh-huh. It's a cover that I found that I thought was lovely. It's got a little bit of a show choir feel. Oh, I Let love it. Let me pull it. up my notes. It's got three... Uh, Gals in the back singing a cappella, and a gentleman, they're called the Velvet Voxes, mm. and a gentleman named Dwight Dissels. Okay. You can find them on YouTube, and it's lovely. And, oh, good. And it's a lovely way to uh, say we did a year of content. We did we 27 sure did. shows. And we were a bridge over troubled water. I hope if so. You will. I, I hope, hope so. so. For those of you out there, Corey and Chase. Chase, I hope you're happy with the. Uh, the answer that Korean Began gave you about being best friends. Man, now. did that time fly? I really did. I really did. Okay, Alex. Well, I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you next Tuesday. Thanks for being you. You're welcome. When you're weary, you're feeling. When tears are in your eyes, I will dry them. I'm on your side. Friends just can't
trouble the water, no. Don't no, no. trouble the water. Don't you trouble, no, 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 no. Water